0: I'm the ABXY mage, and I approve this message. 2020 is here. This year will require a lot of important decisions. Charlie Barker doesn't know anything about video games. She only wants to host side quests to increase the amount of social media likes she's currently getting based solely on the fact that she's an adorable little puppy. But not all the choices have to be hard. I'm the ABXY Mage, and when I first started SideQuest, I did it because I wanted to talk about video games, and video game related things like video game music, and characters, and storylines, and franchises, because video games are awesome. And heck, that's still what I want to do today. It's rather disheartening that my opponent wants to talk about video games merely for the likes. If you also want to keep the fetch quests out of side quests, then join me, and together, we can defeat Charlie Barker. Paid for by skeletons for the ABXY mage. Was this too weird? Hello, you're listening to Magecast Sidequests, a podcast by the ABXY Mage and an ever-changing party of mages that discusses the many aspects of video games. This band of games writers, focused on in-depth and long-form critique, can be found on WordPress at thewellreadmage.com and on Twitter at thewellreadmage. Crowdfunding support makes possible the Well Read Mage, MageCast, and MageCast side quests. To support our Patreon campaign and our future vision, as well as see exclusives and rewards, visit patreoncom mage Like, follow, share, subscribe, and please leave us a review. And now, let the quest begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to side quests. It's been a little while since I've done an episode, and I apologize, but you know how things get. Uh, life happens. Been super busy at work. Kind of in a creative rut for a little while. Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. Who cares? Anyway, uh, I thought it would be a good idea to get another episode out before the end of the year and just kind of wrap up 2019 uh, and talk about kind of what I did and the show did, and look ahead into 2020 and what I'm hoping to accomplish next year. So first, I want to talk about my year in games. In 2019, I completed 14 games. A lot of you probably think that this number is dismally low, uh, but it's actually probably higher than my average for the last several years. So not really in any particular order. I kind of want to just go through the 14 games that I beat this year and Kind of tell you some good and bad things about them, whether or not I think you should play them. Uh, several of them I did write reviews for, which obviously you can find at thewellreadmage.com. Uh, so I'll, I might be a little more brief on those ones, uh, but here we go. First up is Time Spinner. Time Spinner is a Metroidvania that was released late in 2018. It's the first game from Lunar Ray Games, and it was crowdfunded. It's heavily influenced by Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and it ambitiously involves time travel. Time Spinner was actually the first review I wrote in 2019. Uh, It was released for basically every major platform. I played it on PS4. Overall, I liked it. Parts of it could have been a little more in-depth, but the gameplay is solid, the graphics are great, uh, the music by Jeff Ball is excellent, It fits the game really well, but it's also one of those soundtracks you can listen to on its own. It has uh, several really good standout tracks. Overall, I would say that if you enjoy playing Metroidvania-style games, then you would like playing Time Spinner. I also replayed a couple really great classics this year, uh, and one of those was Super Mario 64. Mario 64 perfectly transitioned Mario from 2D to 3D, creating the blueprint and setting the standard for basically all of the Mario games that followed. It's a game that I've played all the way through multiple times. Uh, I really love it. It's really an all-time great, and if you somehow haven't played it yet, then you really need to. This year I also replayed a game from my very young childhood, the 1989 NES game Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This game is nowhere near the classic that the arcade beat-em-up released the same year has become. Overall, I find it mostly frustrating. Some parts are a little too easy, uh, some parts way too easy, and some parts are ridiculously hard. And while you can switch between any of the four turtles, there's really no difference in their speed or power, so there's not any reason to be anyone other than Donatello with his long reach. So nostalgia aside, uh, you could pass on this one. Originally released in 2014, I played the 2016 PS4 release of The Banner Saga. The Banner Saga is the first game in a trilogy of tactical RPGs that feature gameplay similar to games such as Final Fantasy Tactics and Vandal Hearts. Mostly. In between battles, you lead a traveling caravan of survivors. The decisions that you make and how you manage your resources not only affect your party's morale, but can also have permanent ramifications, such as the addition of new recruits, the desertion of existing followers, or even death. These parts kind of reminded me of Oregon Trail games, uh, but I wish it would have gone into more depth and detail, and maybe they do in the sequels. What really makes the Banner Saga stand out are the characters and settings inspired by Norse mythology, as well as the hand-drawn visual style inspired by the artwork of Ivan Earle, who designed Disney's Sleeping Beauty, and Don Bluth, who directed The Secret of Nim and An American Tale, and who also did the artwork for the arcade classic Dragon's Lair. One of the games I enjoyed playing most in 2019 was the PlayStation 2 game Red Dead Revolver. Red Dead Revolver was originally intended to be released by Capcom as a spiritual successor to their 1985 arcade game Gunsmoke. After Rockstar bought the studio that was making the game, they found what had so far existed and decided to finish it. The final product is a third-person, action arcade shoot-'em-up, inspired by the spaghetti westerns of the 60s and 70s, in which you play a bounty hunter out to get revenge for the death of his father. There's a diverse cast of characters, each with their own special levels, a wide variety of weapons, and wonderfully explosive set pieces. If you haven't played it, just know that it's nothing like the Red Dead Redemption games, even though they obviously have very similar names. I'd actually love to see a Red Dead Revolver sequel. Anyway, I highly recommend that you play this game. Uh, You can actually get it on the PlayStation Network on your PS4. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Three years after its release, I finally got around to the promotional game, A King's Tale, Final Fantasy XV. A King's Tale is a single-player beat-em-up that takes place several years before the events of Final Fantasy XV. Except also, actually, it's a bedtime story that King Regis is telling Noctis, so it actually takes place even more years before that. But also, the entire story is made up, so it doesn't really matter anyway. You play a young Regis chasing after a crystal, joined by your friends who are not too dissimilar from Noctis' friends in Final Fantasy XV. The graphics are really good, the music is so-so, the gameplay has some interesting ideas, and Ultros makes a cameo. But otherwise, it's not worth the hour that it takes to beat this game. You should definitely avoid this one. A game that I didn't even know existed until shortly before I played it, was the 2006 Nintendo DS game, New Super Mario Bros. New Super Mario Bros. saw Mario and Luigi's return to the classic 2D side-scrolling style we remember from our childhood. With overworlds reminiscent of Mario 3, and graphics and levels more like Super Mario World, it was a return to form for the brothers. And like any good Mario game, it introduces new power-ups, while bringing back familiar favorites. And there's tons of secrets to be found. If you like the classic, side-scrolling Mario games, you'd definitely enjoy this one. I played two remasters in 2019. The first one was Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare is considered a modern classic. While it featured an engrossing, challenging, and rewarding campaign, it received most of its praise for setting a new standard in online multiplayer for first-person shooters. I have a lot of great memories of this game. Uh, Right after college, my roommate got a PS3 and got this game, and we played it a lot and had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, It's maybe the most I've ever enjoyed online gaming. For the most part, I loved the campaign, though, also. I mostly play single player, and the single player in Modern Warfare is great. The remaster just reminded me what a great game this is. The other remastered game I played this year was Full Throttle Remastered. The voice acting, mostly from Roy Conrad and Mark Hamill, is excellent. It's the best part about the game. Otherwise, the game is interesting, but it's not great. It's a little too easy, the puzzles are surprisingly simple for LucasArts' point-and-click adventure, and the story is cool, but it's too predictable. There's not really a single surprise in the entire thing. Uh, Overall, it's okay, um, but you'd be best off maybe just watching the cutscenes for the acting. I revisited one of my favorite games from my childhood this year when I replayed Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. I love Mario RPG, and I'm writing something about it for an upcoming collaboration for the Well-Read Mage, so be on the lookout for that. Of all the games that I played this year, the one that surprised me most was the 2016 game Abzu. Abzu is a beautiful, thought-provoking, and I found it to be an emotional experience, but it's definitely an experience. It's difficult to describe to somebody who hasn't played it, who hasn't experienced it. Calling it a swimming simulator is too simplistic, but you couldn't call it an action game either. It does tell a story, but it's open to interpretation. Regardless, it's a beautiful, mostly peaceful, and as I said before, can be emotional experience of a game that I definitely would recommend you give a try. It's a bit short, unfortunately, uh, although how much time you decide to spend in each area actually determines the length more than anything else, Uh, and it's a bit too linear, uh, but still, definitely worth playing, I think. And for those of you who have played it, I thought uh, when I got done with it, it would be great to use as a foundation for a modern-day Echo the Dolphin game, Uh, as far as the visual style and the camera and the fluidity of the movement and the controls. I just think that would be great. I would definitely play that. A 2017 game was my second biggest surprise this year. Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I was surprised I didn't like it more. Don't get me wrong, it's not bad. I didn't dislike it. I just thought I'd like it more than I did. Maybe my expectations were too high. I don't know. But I did hear a lot of comparisons with XCOM. And it's no XCOM. It's fine, and I can see why lots of people like it. It just didn't have enough variety for me. There weren't enough enemy types, there weren't enough enemy designs, there weren't enough bosses, there were only four worlds which, fairly large, were mostly the same throughout. The only thing that there was enough of were characters, and there were too many. Namely, and I know this is gonna sound stupid to say, but I didn't need any rabbits. I know they're like Ubisoft's mascot thing or whatever, but This game would have been better with just all Mario characters. It's not like there aren't enough. Anyway, like I said, it's a fine game. It's fun for plenty of people. It was fun for me for a little while at first. I just, after a while, it seemed like too much of the same thing over and over. Oh, and there also weren't enough weapon types. Uh, Literally, of all of the playable characters you have, uh, several of them use the same weapons as each other, uh, which is pretty lame, and also each character can only use basically one weapon type. So they can't cross, you don't have as much ability to customize your team as at least I would have liked. So uh, is this game worth trying? Probably. Uh, I would suggest maybe watching some gameplay videos to see if you would be interested first. Um, But I wouldn't say avoid this game, just be prepared. This year, I also replayed for the first time, and completed for the first time, The Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword came out in 2011. I got it less than a month after its release, and I was so excited for it. Uh, I had actually missed Twilight Princess, so it was my first Zelda game since... Ocarina. I missed Majora's Mask also. And this will sound kind of stupid because I beat 90% of the game the first uh, time that I played it back then. I just couldn't really get into it. I I don't know what it was. I got tired of the hand motions very quickly. Surprise for a Wii game. But uh, otherwise, I don't know what it was. Uh, But having played it this past year, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, Again, I got tired of the wrist flicking. Uh, I would have loved to have been able to play the game with a regular controller, but uh, I did really enjoy it this time around. It's the first game in the now official timeline, uh, so it was really interesting to get the story that early in the timeline. And I really enjoyed the visual style and also the new weapons or items that it introduced, like the flying beetle that could pick up items and trigger switches and cut ropes. Uh, I've always kind of wanted to play through the timeline, especially now that there is an official one, Uh, and this was kind of my reason to go back and try this game again, was to start that. I'm gonna do it very slowly, but uh, it'll help me fill in the gaps of playing any of the Zelda games that I haven't played before, and there are plenty, unfortunately. Uh, But anyway, I would suggest giving Skyward Sword a chance or even a second chance uh, I definitely think that it's worth playing and finally my favorite game that I played in 2019 was Cuphead oh Cuphead if you've played it you probably know what I'm talking about It's beautiful, obviously. It's gorgeous. The artwork, the hand-drawn, 30s-style rubber hose animation is perfect. But there's more than just that. The soundtrack is just, I mean, perfect. It's so good. It's not just one of my favorite soundtracks of the last few years, it's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time, and it was instantly. It's so good. Uh, The whole thing was composed by Christopher Madigan. If you like jazz, even if you don't like jazz, it's just one banger after another. I just can't imagine there's anyone who doesn't like it. And then, of course, there's the actual gameplay. It's so fun. I'm sure you've heard about how hard it is. Uh, I thought it was challenging, sure, uh, in the perfect amount. I can't really remember any parts where I was overly frustrated or wanted to give up or whatever anything like that the games just was non-stop fun for me and I really can't wait for some DLC or a sequel or both Uh, even just talking about it right now makes me want to play through the whole thing again and whatever happened to that tv show and that was my 2019 in gaming Now, I want to talk briefly about what I want to do this year in 2020. So, knowing how much time I waste on trying to figure out what game I want to play next, I decided this year that I would make myself a short list. Unfortunately, it's not as short of a list as I had originally planned it to be, but there were a lot of things to consider. Right off the bat, I knew I couldn't make the list too small because I know I couldn't stick to a list that had exactly the amount of games that I would be able to finish this year. But it also couldn't be too short because I don't know how long each game is going to take me to beat. Even if I look up online the average amount of time it takes someone to beat a game, it's going to depend on my preferences and how I personally enjoy a particular game uh, in the moment. Also, I'm trying to get out of the habit of only playing games that I can write reviews for on the Well-Read Mage, so I wanted to make sure I included a decent amount of games that already have reviews, while making sure that I included enough games that don't have reviews that I would like to write reviews for, so that I have a healthy mix of both. uh, Games that I can review and games that I can just play for fun and enjoy. I also wanted to make sure and include any games, okay, not any games, uh, any physical games that I bought last year and didn't get around to playing. If I'm going to buy games, I should be playing them, uh, so we'll see how many I buy this year, but if I buy them, they're going on the list. And lastly, I did not do a very good job of keeping some of my gaming promises in 2019 uh, to myself or to others. So there were a few games that I had to include for that reason. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to go through the entire list of games that I made since I don't even know if I'm going to be playing all of them, Uh, and also because it's even longer than the list of games that I played last year uh, because I'm optimistic. once and hoping that I'm actually gonna play a few more games this year than I did last year so here's just a few of the games and why I plan on playing them in 2020. Shovel Knight is a game that I have only heard good things about. Uh, I finally bought it last year for my Switch and have not played it yet Um, so I definitely want to. After starting the Banner Saga last year I would love to play the other two games and complete it this year. Uh, So that's definitely going to happen. I promised myself that I would play Bloodborne this year. Uh, I've never played any of the Dark Souls games, uh, but Bloodborne was, I don't know, one of the first ten games maybe that I bought for my PlayStation 4. I now have about 200, and I still haven't played it yet. Over a year ago, I promised someone on Twitter that I would play Symphony of the Night for the first time. another classic that I've yet to get around to somehow, and the whole year went by and I didn't do it. So I'm definitely going to do it this year. Broke a gaming promise to myself last year also, um, not just Twitter friends, uh, when I bought uh, the original Metal Gear Solid for the first PlayStation, uh, a game I've only played the demo of, Uh, and again the whole year went by and I didn't play it, so playing MGS for the first time ever this year. A couple more series I plan to continue in 2020. Um, I'm going to play the next Zelda in the timeline, which after Skyward Sword is the Minish Cap. And I would also like to continue my journey through all of the Metroid games. Uh, Next up would be the first Metroid Prime, which is yet another game that I have never played before. And then with the Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out this year, uh, I'd like to play through the original again. It's been about 10 years since I've played it, so uh, I would really enjoy a refresher before playing the brand new version. And then lastly, I'll just wrap up this portion with a couple games that I plan on buying this year just because I've promised myself I'm going to play them. Um, Something that I've struggled with the last couple of generations has been playing current gen games. Uh, I'm so usually focused on catching up my backlog and playing games I missed as a kid that I miss the great games uh, of today, the contemporary classics. Uh, So I plan on this year buying and playing both Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War. And then, like I said, I've got a whole list of other games and who knows? Um, a mood might strike, and a game that isn't on my list might sound perfect, and I am not above deviating from my list for something that in the moment seems like the thing that I want to be doing. It's one of the few perks of being an adult, right? And plus, who knows what's going to come out this year. The last thing I want to do before I wrap up this episode is... Just briefly mention what I want to do with side quests in 2020. I plan on doing at least one episode a month. Uh, It'll depend on how long conversations with guests end up being, uh, whether or not there are multiple episodes in a month. But as it turns out, I just don't have enough time to do an episode every other week, which is why that stopped happening sometime mid to late last year. I do have a guest lined up for the February episode. Uh, So there will be some more guests, more goofing around with mages, more talking about music, more talking about video games. Who knows? Anything can happen. Thank you for joining us for Magecast SideQuests. If you enjoyed listening, please like, share, and leave us a comment. Also, be sure to check out Magecast, an ensemble podcast hosted by the Well-Read Mage. To support this podcast and future content, visit us at patreon.com slash thewellreadmage. Guts, the theme song for side quests, was composed by Russell Gordon, the Iron Mage. I'm the ABXY Mage, and you can find me on Twitter at ABXY underscore reviews and at thewellreadmage.com. This quest may be complete, but more await beyond the horizon.
1: Hi, I'm the Well-Read Mage, yes, a literal mage who chose literally the most mediocre of magic branches. I host MageCast. What is MageCast? Well, it's a constantly evolving, multifaceted, quasi-dimensional, time zone chattering podcast with a set of puns for its title. Cast refers to the fact that it's a podcast, but also to the rotating cast of mages and guests who make an appearance on the show. And also, cast refers to mages casting spells, so there's that as well for you purists out there. Anyway, we created this podcast as an extension of the work we do on our collective website, thewellreadmage.com home to over three dozen writers from around the world, centered on video game criticism and review writing. Our goal is to elevate the discussion about and surrounding games themselves through welcoming in other branches of study and introspection, such as, on occasion, art history, philosophy, anthropology, theology, the natural sciences, and other big word stuff. Each episode is structured around a single game, so there's no need to worry about obsolete news cycles coming and going, and you can jump into Magecast at any point, really. And now, if you'll excuse me, I've got an emerald weapon to fight. You can find us on Buzzsprout, part of Littlefellow Media Network Podcast Network.